Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the special edition Roll Up and Die episode, Ideas You Can Steal, live from BrigadeCon 2016. For those of you joining us live, thank you so much. This uh, there's There are a few greater things in gaming than being part of or viewing a BrigadeCon event live. I love it. Uh, for those of you in the future who are uh, watching or listening to this pre-recorded, uh, make sure you check out Child's Play, uh, the charity. You can check them out via BrigadeCon.org and donate to them because that is what we are doing here today. BrigadeCon is all about helping Child's Play charity, uh, which helps kids uh, who are going through extremely tough times with things that uh, brighten their day, such as games and, uh, and other things. So uh, thank you all very much for joining us. And uh, I think we should kick it off with some banter. Um, and I think you had a good idea, Matt, because uh, there were some issues with some of these Hangouts and that this was your idea for how we can ensure that the people mm. can see us right now. Yeah, so we've been having some issues with Hangouts where it'll say that we're live, it'll say that, we're, that we're, we can go live and you know that we're playing and stuff, but the people who are watching can't see us or hear us and it just says that the, that the stream hasn't started. So, if you can see us, if you can hear us, I want you to type hot dog in the chat. One word. One word. Hot dog. It's got to be one word. Or all all lowercase. All lowercase all hot lower dog. Case. <laughs> and if I, see, <laughs> if I see a bunch of hot dogs, <laughs> I, know. I, I don't know why I put you on the spot for that <laughs> as something you decided instead of just doing yes. it. But I was like, I'm not going to be held responsible for hot this. Hot dogs. Idea. There's so <laughs> many hot dogs. <laughs> Hey, well, 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 capitalize the hot dog. Uh, all lowercase doesn't count. Grant, this is amazing! Oh, wow, <laughs> incredible! Look at all the hot dogs. It's raining hot dogs. Good. I'm hungry. Hot dogs. Hallelujah! <laughs> oh my Man. gosh! Uh, speaking of hot dogs, that uh, makes me think of con uh, consuming. And speaking of consuming, I'm about to consume a Red Bull. Uh, and it's my last Red Bull, and it's still early oh, no. on in Brigade Con. And so I feel like I have the last grenade, and there are a hundred bugs. <laughs> like I only, I'm, I'm going to take some with me, but I'm, I'm, I'm dying That's at it. the end. I, uh, I used to work at a game shop, and we would host um, regional tournaments for the card game Yu-Gi-Oh! And this was always a big deal for us because um, it was hundreds of people, people from all over the state, you know, it was, uh, people would even come from like Oregon and Idaho to come and play. And we would always rent out a huge space to be able to hold it. And, you know, we had, we were a small game shop. We had like four, maybe five employees at any one time. And so, you know, we would hire on extra help to help us judge and, you know, take care of things. But still it was like so many people. And I remember I was working at the actual store and I got a call from the regional tournament that was being held down the hallway in the mall. And it was my manager and he goes, hey, we're out of Red Bull. Can you bring a pallet of Red Bull down to the uh, <clears throat> down to the regionals area? And I said, yeah, sure, I'll be right there. I go, you know, hey, can you watch the shop? Yep. So I go in the back, I grab a pallet of Red Bull. They're, they're warm Red Bull, they're room temperature. They haven't been in the fridge. It's, it's a shrink wrapped big cardboard thing of Red Bull. I put it on my head and I'm wandering down the hallway with it. I get into the regionals tournament, and as soon as these guys, these Yu-Gi-Oh players, spot me with the Red Bull, they're like, "Hey, Red Bull!" and they charge over me, and I know what it's like to be eaten, to be consumed during a zombie apocalypse because they flying at me, grabbing Red Bulls, and I, and I, I was like, "Ah!" like disappearing into the crowd with this pallet of Red Bull. They're pulling the loins out. It made me remember that. 
pulling your insides out in front of your eyes. <laughs> Joke on it. Joke on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, uh, well, um, I don't know about a segue for this one, guys, but I feel like we should kick it off. Um, yeah. Let's kick well, it no, off. That, that wasn't Let's saying I didn't off. want to do a segue. That was just oh. saying I wasn't going to do it. I was just going <laughs> to let you guys do it. Alex, I feel like Alex is the <clears throat> king of segues at this point. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, oh, what could we have used? Uh, man, uh, my wallet got stolen. You know what else gets stolen? Ideas. Oh. Uh, welcome, everybody, to roll up and die. Oh. <laughs> Sucks about your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, no. I, yeah, I, um, <clears throat> artists use lies to tell the truth, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Roll Up and Die, uh, your currently early morning and live Brigade Con podcast. Just one more uh, reference. This is all about Child's Play charity. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're watching this live, you'll see the donate to Child's Play button at the top. Also, donate with a T-shirt purchase at the bottom. Uh, this was ideas you can steal, but Alex had the idea of making it ideas you can pay what you want for. So, uh, if you like one of these ideas, uh, instead of giving us money, don't make a donation to Child's Play. Let's keep uh, uh, that widget increasing. Um, right. I'm happily, I'm happy to report though that. We're already beating every other brigade con in terms of money raised. So, so far, so good. We're all killing it. Um, but what I would like all of you to do, listeners is and viewers, this is weird, this, this third dimension here. Uh, I want you to, in the chat, tell us what ideas you want us to create. Uh, make a pantheon of gods. Make a, oh, please don't. God, geez, <laughs> <laughs> make a, uh, we just you know, did that I too. Yeah, make me a uh, you know a magical river, something like that, so we can go around and create that idea. Because Makes all sense. of the ideas that we come up with are going to be the people's today, gentlemen. They're going to belong to the people. That's right. The people's There's no post production. Ideas. You guys got to talk. What was that, Matt? Sorry, <laughs> I said the people's ideas. The people's ideas. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching the chat here like a hawk, um, and we've got. Oh, We've got one from Stereotypical Strider, Marquise. Um, he says uh, we should make fairy tale ideas, like creepy fairy oh, yeah. tale ideas. Oh, um, let's make we a also creepy fairy tale idea. One from Michael Hunt, who says uh, make a Moriarty style villain, hmm. which I think he means Moriarty from Sherlock, Sherlock. not Moriarty, New Mexico. Barker, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. That didn't even occur. I appreciate you telling me that, though. <laughs> Can you make a uh, an idea about Barker's hometown? <laughs> um, yeah, we've got lots of lots of ideas rolling in. Awesome. I'll try and keep track of them here in the chat. But yeah, I guess yeah. whatever whatever uh, we want to latch onto, we can just roll with. So the first one was yeah, fairy sure. tale. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Matt, if you want to copy and paste any of those in, you can. No worries. Yes. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of fairy tale. So what yeah, I'm going to do is I'm going to take first of all my D4 to see how many times we have to go around with this. If you guys want to do it, we'll do it. We'll do it a couple times. If if I roll too many fours, uh, then we're, we're done here. I just rolled a three, so we have to go around three times uh, to create a fairy Embellishing tale. Embellishing it, got it. Embellishing the fairy tale. I have my <laughs> Watto D six right here with the the fate die, the red and the blue. Nice. And uh, I'm one and two. Alex, you're going to be three and four. Matt, you're going to be five and six. Let's rock and roll. Roll and one. 
Okay, so uh, this fairy tale, I want there to be uh, some sort of uh, innocent looking monster that eats people, probably children. That's my contribution. This fairy tale is gonna se uh, center around a monster that consumes the living. Nice. All right, so next up yeah. on the D6, one, two, three is Alex. Okay, nope, that's a five. Matt, you're up. So a creature that consumes people, I will say that um, it is, it appears to children as, hmm, as like a life-size version of their favorite toy. And this is someone inspired by a funny video I saw yesterday of a dog whose favorite toy is this Gumby toy and its owner dressed up like Gumby and came in the room and the dog was just like, oh my God, you're real. So imagine a child like playing in their yard and they look up and they see like a big life-size version of like this little like wooden doll that they're playing with. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're real. And the doll's like, yeah, I've always been real. Come hang out with me. The kid follows it and then, you know, gets eaten. So... Fairy tales always have kids getting eaten in them. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, Alex. Sure. Uh, so this um, uh, this apparition that appears to them in the form of their favorite toy, it uh, uh, it drains their uh, uh, their happiness away. So it, it's like it's like constantly it lives off their joy and 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 laughing. So as they and it sort of sort of sort of plays with them. Um, and, and as, and as they laugh and giggle and have fun, it, it kind of feeds on that and it sort of, and it sort of, uh, uh, continues to, to drain it from them to make them, um, uh, and they slowly begin to sort of get less and less happy until this thing has fed off them entirely. And then it moves on to another, uh, another victim. That's awesome. That's really cool. It's very difficult to not chime in and be like, I think I have a good idea here, but I gotta <clears> let the dice decide. <clears throat> I swear, I swear to Jengus, I rolled a one. <laughs> we, 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 we believe you. I'll, I'll, I know. All our dice rolls are nobody. completely fair here. Yeah, nobody believes me. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> idea was that let's change it up. He, uh, This monster eats people but consumes their life force, like you said. So in, their, in the layer of this beast, there are just – it's like this massive cavern, and it's like an army of children that are just kind of standing there – staring off into space because their happiness and their joy and their life force has been removed. Oh man, that's creepy. Yeah. I like that. And I think cool. that this, this thing's true form, like it's, it's sort of eldritch in nature, kind of like, um, like yep. it, where it's true form is like some sort of just like aberrant thing that we can't even like comprehend what it would actually look like. And so it always appears as like some other thing. Yeah. That's yeah. really, that's awesome. That's super smart. And I know I didn't get rolled, but I just went with it. That's eh, fine. I know, dude. You, I, yeah. Well, so at least breaking the rules right out the gate. I'm a maverick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is our second time around. Um, all right. So, I'll, okay, roll for me. Did you say roll for me? Yeah. Well, that's good because I just got you. It's your turn. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, so in the in this cave, there are um, sort of uh, sort of runes sort of carved on the walls. Um, and, uh, some of them are words and some of them are things, but they're all, uh, expre expressions of, um, uh, different stories these kids have heard, um, that it is absorbed and in, uh, and they all sort of like fl seem to flow along the walls to the back of this cave, uh, 
where there is a, a very, very small crypt, not big enough for an adult, way in the, uh, at, at the far little recess of this, of this cave. Awesome. That is awesome. I'm writing all this stuff down because we're going overboard with oh. it three times around. <laughs> overboard. <laughs> right, there's a crypt at the back of the cave. Um, <clears throat> what was it? What was going on along the walls? Oh, they're the, the basically little, little, little snippets of, of, of bedtime stories that they were told as, as you know, oh. children were told. All sort of written out. Cool. That's incredible. And, well, hold on, Matt. You you got an idea. You went out there and you were like, "I'm just gonna." Pff, yeah, I just know. threw it out there. So skip. Yeah. Me. So I just went after him, man. <clears throat> so this is our third time around, right now. This is our third time around. Yeah. 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 I don't want. I just don't want Matt to get get away with cheating in public. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I think the people deserve it. I think, I think that it's wrong. Integrity <laughs> in the roll up and die studios. I get away with enough yeah. when we're recording the podcast. Shoot! I just rolled Matt. Five. <laughs> no, I, I give up my. <laughs> no, you gave up. You gave up the last one. You, you can go again. Okay. So I think that um, the only way to. Hmm, or rather, the best way to kill this creature is to. Hmm. Trying to think of a cool like weakness that it could have. What if it is? Um, Someone in our chat had a really good idea. I, I, this might oh, not really? be your idea, but I just wanted to, to to point it out because this would be a good idea. That the uh, the monster was some sort of lich, and these children were its life force now. Oh, because like they're the, the, the monster. So the, yeah, exactly. So the only way Ooh. to destroy the monster would be to destroy the kids. Oh boy. Which is absolutely dark and horrible, and not what yeah. we should. Super dark and horrible. I. Um, but if you like dark and horrible, if you like dark you know, and horrible, and you want to go that route, yeah, that and is you, a, a variant ending. Exactly. Yeah, it's, if you, very, it's something an you think that your players wouldn't be super, super squeamish about, then you can you yeah. can absolutely do that. Um, yeah. I, I killed a bunch of kids in a Star Wars game, so it's all good. Um, hey, man, Anakin <laughs> did it too. I know. I did. I did what was necessary for Great Mandalore, but. Um, if you want to go, if you want to go with something a little bit less like dark, um, is um, maybe have you have to destroy the toy of the form that it's currently in, and it'll like oh. switch forms, and you have to like oh. throw, and you have to like destroy that toy, and then it like switches, and you have to destroy that toy, and once every once you do that like a certain number of times, I don't know, like it starts to wither and die. You could have it an encounter. Where there's all these toys along in shelves along the wall, mm. and it switches forms, and you have to find the toy while you're fighting it. Grab the toy, destroy it. It switches forms, and so it's constantly uh, you have to sort of think on your feet. It's almost like a puzzle while you're yeah. fighting the, the monster. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. like a. It's, it's that's a really cool. It reminds me kind of like a video game, like a cool, like a Zelda type of thing. Yeah, where it's like now I'm in this form, and you're like, oh yep. crap, where's the where's the toy like. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you roll so you roll over to the shelf yeah. so you can get to the toys because you roll faster than you walk. <laughs> Crushing pots along the way. Exactly. That's the life. The life children. Um, it's still gonna be kind of grim at the end though when all these kids like if, if they come out of it and and they see all their broken toys in the ground like oh, why are yeah you? Hey, you broke my toy we're like hey shut up yeah that saved yeah. your life that's really what you're upset about kid right. that's that's 
the sad part about all this. <laughs> hey, I rolled is. a three, so that's that's me if I'm one through three and Alex is four through six. So um, I am going to say that the bedtime stories are being read to the children um, as a, 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 a or used as a way to keep them docile um, because you can you know you can remove all the joy and humor and life force out of a person but the rage and the fury stays there so the mm. kids need to be stayed in, uh, uh, need to keep in a dormant state for this creature to be safe and uh, and so these bedtime stories are keeping them uh, mystically uh, and unnaturally um, just dazed like a fever dream all right so last one I think. Alex, yep. All right. So, um, uh, so the real—it's got to be about the crypt, right? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> the the real twist at the end is is in the in the crypt are the, are, the, are the bones of a child, of course, and this child has, uh, uh, you know, the, the, this this these fine clothes uh, around it, um, you know, jewelry, um, you know, uh, these expensive jewels placed over the eyes, and but holding in his hand is. The creature's true form, which is a, a teddy bear, and this, this, uh, this ch the, that that's because this lich was born not out of the desire to be immortal, but to, um, but as a as a response to uh, his death and his and and his and his torture, because he he was uh, he was he went through this horrible um, uh, abuse from the king, who was you know trying to get rid of a rival, and so he was ultimately locked. Into into this crypt, alive at the end of all this, and all he had was his teddy bear, and that's what he focused wow. on to stay alive. Oh and so goodness. it it he he continued to live on through this teddy bear, and he was trying to come back to life by draining the happiness because he had no happiness left. So he, he couldn't yeah. help but to feed off any happiness he could find. Oh my so god! He wasn't doing it out that's of maliciousness; awesome. he was doing it out of just pure survival instinct. That is incredible. That is awesome. And I wanted to say that uh, Uncle Riotus uh, in the chat has said. Um, a really awesome idea. Whenever the monster changes uh, to a new toy, mm -hmm. the child whose favorite toy it is starts laughing in the sea of oh. silent children. That one child starts giggling. And, and I'm like, Oh man. Son. Yeah. I love that. And so and, take that, ladies and gentlemen, and run and away how, with it. And, and just, just as a side note, how creepy would that be? Like, if you imagine a movie scene or something like that, where you're you're fighting this horrific beast in this cave, this dark cave with echoes and 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 all this other stuff, and, and all of a sudden these these little kids start laughing around you, giggling. Yeah, yeah. that'd just be the eeriest thing ever. Kids giggling, period, bro. It's yeah. just. Yeah. Mm. I also have this like image in my mind of like the last scene where it's like. The adventure is like setting this like dirty teddy bear like in a vault somewhere <laughs> and just like like lock it like or like music box music playing as the vault door just closes <laughs> and the last thing you see is just this bear's face with its like uneven button eyes just like yeah <sighs> <laughs> the deep reverberating walls yeah and then and then it goes completely dark but then you hear some movement and that's where it ends right right it's yeah, gotta, exactly. gotta leave room for the sequel man a, a little laugh you could, in the this, you could you could do a modern adventure with this and have the bear be a teddy ruck spin and it just talks to you through the <laughs> no. tape in its chest and it's like ten, <laughs> ten do you want to scary. play you know that kind of shit too scary for me man teddy ruck spin is already i don't need it i don't need that for me. in my life um <laughs> actually the next uh question was make a moriarty style villain oh. Um, and from now on, what I think I'm going to do is roll a D6 and just like move down the list you've got and just pick ones that we haven't 
yeah uh, done yet that way fine, yeah. and i, I made sure to include people's names with their suggestions as well <laughs> perfect so when i all right moriarty style villain villian villian no, uh, moriarty <laughs> yeah, no. style villain when 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 i say that what do you guys think just so i know we're all on the same page well, well the features of moriarty were what number one he was he was as brilliant as Sherlock Holmes, that was that was kind of the point. Okay. He needed, you know, he was the uh, his his arch nemesis. Um, the second thing is he worked almost entirely from the shadows. He almost never came out in the open, um, okay. unless he unless he was absolutely driven into the open, which is you know kind of kind of his thing too. So it, you know, <clears throat> um, so I mean th those two things alone are are you know are, are critical. He. Uh, again, he he had the same you know analytical analytical mind as as Holmes, but he turned it to to crime. And it depends on kind of which in, which uh, which version of music. But if, we, if we're going by the original Conan Doyle, um, you know he he was uh, um, you know he he was so brilliant that Holmes thought he had to sacrifice his own life to you know to end him yeah. because that was the only way he could think to do it. So. Yeah, that I mean that that that's kind of the gist of the villain you're looking at. Someone who's absolutely brilliant, and um, you know, and works from the shadows. He, you know, he's not the typical. He's not someone you're going to be necessarily fighting at the end, like a big boss kind of situation. I don't think. Yeah, no, he, but you're gonna you're gonna face a lot of his goons, maybe. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and he that's a really important facet too. Is that third point that you made, Alex? Where it's like he <laughs> he drives. Uh, this villain would drive characters to potentially harm themselves. He doesn't even have yeah. to touch him. Like that's, that's how right. brilliant. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, yeah. cool. I mean, if you I want a good example of that in a modern setting, if you think of uh, Jigsaw from the Saw franchise, yeah, you know, you, nice. Yeah, you almost never saw the 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 quote villain, and yeah, uh, you know, but he was brilliant, and he set up these intricate, you know, tra you know, puzzles for people to solve. So that that he was very Moriarty like in in that way at least. Uh, as uh, Matt L in the chat just said, Moriarty mm -hmm. was just as brilliant as Holmes, but wasn't constrained by morality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I always love that idea for the nemesis that the nemesis in a way is the same as the 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 protagonist. Yeah, I feel like that's always good. But but before we get off on the tangent, let's build one. <laughs> mm -hmm. that's right. I just wanted to make sure that I knew what I was getting into because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be like. This guy looks like he's from Moriarty, New Mexico. He's <laughs> <walking with> <laughs> what, what do they look like besides you? I mean, I know what you look like, but did, um, is, is that are lots you, of overalls? Are you, lots oh, of overalls. I was oh, wondering if you, still, if, you, if you were the quintessential Moriarty, New Mexico. Still rocking. Yeah, we're like overall holdouts down there. DSL just came out a few years ago, and people were like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Honey, grab my overalls. <laughs> this phone don't have no <laughs> buttons on it. Okay. All right, I'm going to roll the die now. All right. Okay, that is a two. That is me. So uh, Moriarty is going to this person we're creating is going to be named um, uh, a code name uh, in our pseudo futuristic setting that we're doing, mm -hmm. and that code name is going to be uh, we'll say you know we're actually going to make that code name Sherlock as an homage. Okay. Next up is going to be Alex. All right. So you said it's pseudo futuristic. So, um, uh, whatever that means to you. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to say that this is sort of a, um, uh, kind of a Blade Runner like uh, setting. Then um, with uh, 
you know, there, there, there's, there's some technology that's, that's more advanced, but there's also those, you know, dark, greedy places that have just been sort of built upon. And uh, uh, it's not quite, quite, not quite dystopian, but certainly, uh, um, you know, headed in that, it could be headed in that direction. But anyway, the, so, the, so this, this, this guy, this Sherlock, um, uh, Sherlock is the, uh, uh, is, is the, the name of a company, actually, that created this, this new software that is intended to sort of open up the internet to uh um to be more uh more cooperative and more insightful more intuitive when you go online it it uh it's sort of you know kind of like google you know what kind of things that google does to analyze your your searches but it does it to a much greater degree and personal you know this this thing reacts to people who access the internet as personal so this this is this is called uh um uh the 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 company is called Sherlock that created this and it's um you know their 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 tagline is is something like uh um you know uh we we deduce the impossible or something like that okay cool i like that i really like that sherlock <laughs> is a company that's a really really good way to drive home the setting or that software um matt so I think that, uh, Alex, you mentioning that it's like a Blade Runner type setting uh, really appealed to me. So I think that, um, you know, having it be a corporation, that's a really cool idea. Um, what if the corporation is sort of like managed by um, someone who is at least partly cybernetic, who uses this software uh, in their own mind to bolster their intelligence and basically just be a uh, a fountain of knowledge and um, can just look up things like instantly use satellite images like just like completely plugged in uh, to the internet and completely unstoppable in terms of like mental challenge and mental uh, obstacles. You've been watching a lot of Black Mirror? Yeah, somewhat, a little bit. <laughs> I may have binged. I may have binged all fifteen episodes or whatever in one week. Dude, I don't know how you did that emotionally, but that was. But I love, I love the cybernetic. I love that. Th that's how this person. That's how this person or company um, uh, stays on top of things and stays ahead of their rivals because they're jacked in. They're they know yeah. everything that's going on. I mean, they're like, you know, uh, they, they have all of the information constantly running through their own filters so they can they can know things before they can know things about people before that person knows them. and uh and things about you know market crashes and other things so i imagine that's how they stay brilliant so now we're going to go around one more time because i rolled the d4 but i didn't say it now uh, we're going to go around one more time and i don't know maybe come up with a goal for this person um matt that's your six so so i think that um i i have a cool idea for like a scene um maybe the <clears throat> the characters are encountering this specific individual for the first time and they're getting ready to like bring him in or take him down or whatever and he kind of like holds up a hand and says i, I wouldn't do that if i were you um how is you know your wife by the way i see that she's driving down the i5 right now um looks like she's in a red minivan and he's like using satellites to like find like uh, the internet to find out where like your loved ones are like your friends your family and basically just being like i know where they all are and i can uh i can 
do some pretty awful things. So I would uh, I would yeah. think twice if I were you, and basically just like leveraging pretty much <clears throat> everything against the characters and making them go. Now, hang on, wait a minute. Maybe we should think before we just jump on this guy here. We got to do this like smartly. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, that one's me. The only thing I'm going to add, and it might be changed because it might be, um, I know, a little too late to change this, but um, I think that the there's this idea, and again, Black Mirror is coming to mind, this idea that every single person who works for this corporation, which is this corporation slash crime syndicate called Sherlock, every single person who is employed is employed um, because they're being blackmailed by the company. And mm -hmm. so they have to do this certain thing. And once they do it, then they're released <clears throat> of the blackmail, everything's destroyed, and you're good to go. As long as you know you don't talk about it or anything like that. Oh, so man, I love that. And so yeah. every everybody is just doing their job until they get to go free because they do it. Like the head of Sherlock has something on everybody. Everyone. Everybody that he interacts with or knows, he has something on them. Yeah. And I imagine that he's very he's still maintains his integrity. He does destroy the evidence and stuff once they complete their duties. Yeah. So some lawful, people actually lawful lawful to stay on. There's a little, yeah, there's a little, a little of honor to it, yeah. yeah. I love, I love that. that. That's really cool. <clears throat> I love that. I love that. Man, it's sad that the pig episode is the first episode because that's the only one people remember. They're talking about oh, that in Black chat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I like the episode, but I know I get it. Alex, no, I like the episode too. The funny thing okay. was is I, I accidentally watched the first episode of season three first because not realizing that it was season three. And I was <laughs> I told <laughs> social those, media one. I had <laughs> people had told me what the nature what the plot of the episode was. And so I'm halfway through this episode that has nothing to do with pigs, and I'm like where does the pig come into this? When does that happen? I'm halfway through this episode. <laughs> but I'm an idiot, so. It's <laughs> the social media one. It's That's the funniest episode for you to get that, to yep, make that mistake yep. on. <laughs> All right, Alex, you're up. All right. So. <clears throat> Um, this is the last one. Since, oh, okay. Well, since, since we're since we're sort of doing this doing this for 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 a game, um, I'm going to say that the that the main characters are contacted by Sherlock, and they are, um, but it's 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 sort of a different flavor of Sherlock. In other words, it it, it says it's Sherlock, but it's acting differently. It's not acting like it hasn't it has in the past, and uh, so. Uh, what I'm thinking is that when when he created this this interface that was so brilliant, the interface itself has sort of begun to be become self-aware, and it doesn't like what he's doing with this knowledge. So his, his this this AI that's built within the software is is sort of trying to isolate itself and work against him. That's um, a really great idea. So like the, it so, is. So, so in this case, the AI is actually the good guy, yeah. which is kind of a flip of what it usually is in. In most sci-fi, it's become uh, sentient. It has the ability to kind of create itself. So maybe right. like new, f it's it's building new files and stuff, and reproducing and and growing. But it needs the player's help. That's right, because it, it, it he th this guy has access to the physical world. It doesn't yes. yet. It can't yeah, exactly. make phys make physical effects. So it 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 contacts the players because uh, it needs them for specific reasons. That's, oh, so that's cool. such a good idea. And there's so many ways you can go with that. Like, okay, what if you succeed? What is this new AI power going to do with its yeah. power? You know, what does it see as the perfect world? You know, or if you don't like the idea, you can always make all the characters just be people who are being blackmailed by Sherlock and that they yeah. have to complete this mission. 
Yeah. That's well, well, that's kind of cool. that's kind of neat thing too, though. Is the the uh, this AI has sort of created his own little army of people that you know do what he says, but they do it for good reasons, whereas the other ones do it because they're being blackmailed too. So it's it's an it's a cool kind of mirror image. Yeah, that's really neat. I like that. Someone said, uh, uh, so neither the AI or Moriarty or Sherlock have a firewall. Right? <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, first hey, of all, you know, it's future top of our heads, man. Yeah, you never know. But, but, uh, maybe, McAfee. Yeah, maybe it's just not updated yet. Yeah. That's what it is. Vernon <laughs> McAfee. And He's I don't want to pay for the next year. So <laughs> he's got a little red notification down on the taskbar. It's like your computer's unprotected. He's like, ah. Yeah, it's been I'm three years. Tomorrow. I've been coming there for three years. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So uh, the next thing down on the. Oh, wait. I'm going to roll this D6. Let's see. Two from there. One and two. Thomas C says anything to do with a zombie apocalypse game? Um, do you guys want to make a, a, a quick one time around zombie game? Yeah, oh, let's yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Alex is like, nah, I don't really like zombies. Oh, man. <laughs> Alex is so excited. I'll roll to see how many times we go around. <laughs> two. We're going around two times. All right. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. All right, that's one. That's me again. Uh, I want I want the zombies to... Um, I, I don't like the idea of zombies being uh, not coherent about what they're doing. I love the idea of a zombie... Um, well, no, that's no. You know what? No, let let me change it up. Let's go with the old style of zombies, where you're not necessarily undead trying to you know eat each other, but like in the old movie, the old now public domain movie, White Zombie. You know, all these these people are are just transfixed by voodoo, and mm. into like operating this machine. So I like the idea that we're going to use that type of brainwashed uh, zombie instead gotcha. of the more modern day. You know, tear yeah. Matt's loins out to steal his Red Bull. Right. Classic voodoo zombies. Cool. Wow. I like it. Nice. All right. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to roll again. And we got Matt. Um, so, man, it's it's because I have Black Mirror on the mind, it's so hard to not go just technology with <laughs> just, it. Be like, There's a program that turns so this, people, it's called voodoo, and it turns people so this. <laughs> So the zombie's doing this pig, right? And uh... <laughs> and that's where the episode ends. So that's oh, crazy. Um, no, so let's go. Let's go non-modern with it. Let's set this in like uh, fantasy, and let's say that um, uh, these zombies uh, are still living people. They're transfixed by this certain kind of magic, and let's say that the um, the person behind it is a, a disgruntled woman from a small village who uncovered a book out in the woods. She found this book and has been studying it and uh, learned the specific um, enchantment to be able to do this to people and basically control their minds and turn them into zombies. Nice. Awesome. Disgruntled woman out in the woods. <clears throat> we don't know what she's disgruntled <laughs> about yet, though. Probably. Oh, she's disgruntled. The price of eggs. <laughs> that was a dumb joke. But you miss 100% of the jokes you don't make. One is going to be Alex. Right. So, yeah. So the way she controls them is she, she actually kind of grows these, uh, these worms beneath her skin. Um, and, 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 and when she, when she 
infects a victim. She essentially like she comes up to them as this is this sweet little old lady, and she like you know hey they like to put their hands on your face. Oh, you're so cute, such a good boy. <laughs> you're so nice, you know. And and as, and as she's doing that, <clears throat> the, the, these worms go kind of go up the nostrils of the uh, of the victim, and and kind of you know these parasites enter the 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 the, the front of the brain. And because they're they're essentially part of her, they sort of you know she gets some uh, you know the ability to not only command them but actually sort of um, if she puts her consciousness, so she can be aware of them as well. Oh, cool! So she can see through their she can like yeah. perceive through their not senses. All, yeah, not yeah, not all at once, but if she decides to focus on one, yeah, you know, she can she, share its senses for a while. Yeah. She treats cool. them like her children too. <clears throat> yeah, Just little little creatures. Oh yeah. Oh, such yeah. a nice hey, it's boy. not my turn. I have an idea, but it's not my turn. Roll for it. <laughs> okay, hold on. You're five and six, Matt. It's a three. I'm sorry, Alex. You're first. I will pass to Matt because I know, I know, I know what it's like to try and hold on to an idea. No. So. Yeah, no kidding. No. Come on, go for I, it. I also meant we we don't break rules, ironically. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I, I love the idea that uh, that she thinks of them as her children. So I think uh, whenever the players um, hurt or kill one of these voodoo zombies, she like wails and cries, and like maybe you can hear her cries like through the through the mouths of all these zombies that she's controlling. They all just ah, they cry whenever one of them dies. And so instead of you know, oh, I killed a zombie and it just falls and they keep coming. It's like you killed a zombie and they like freak out because one of the one of her children essentially just died. Wow. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that every single zombie is one of these little worms that reaches the core of the brain first and takes control of the reptilian brain that teaches that's motor skills just so this zombie can do whatever work that this woman has. Poor them. I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, I just rolled a three, so that's my idea that uh, one gets to the core <laughs> of the brain. And, uh, but, uh, but I think um, I, I feel like it would be important to, to add the, the quest or the plot hook or something mm. in. Um, but I think that she, um, we always make these creepy ones. Uh, I, I really, it, we're straying away from the voodoo idea, but I, I think that she, she's constructing something. <clears throat> she's using these beings to construct something. I just mm. don't know what it is. Oh. oh, great. And that's Matt. Oh, that's Alex. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <clears throat> all right oh, wait so, a second. What? Oh, yeah. Wait, okay, cause he, yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah, I gave mine. That's fine. Um, all right. So what is she What is she constructing? She is... Um, uh, uh, hmm. So well, I guess it would have to tie into what, what turned her into the, the, the monster she is. So I'm going to say that her village was was wiped out um by a nearby um by a nearby town um that mistook them for bandits and the, the whole incident was sort of covered up um <clears throat> nice and so and so what what she is essentially working on is a, is a spell that will um that will essentially bring that either that town or the people involved to justice so she's actually um, been 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 taking these people from the town to turn into these zombies, and um, you know she has to get little little things from the town, perhaps to 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 do a spell of this magnitude, and she's sort of been preparing it and preparing it to create this kind of thaumaturgical, you know, spell that will curse the town essentially. So she's building this curse. Awesome, that's really cool. 
So it, it, that's kind of cool too, because if the, if the PCs are sent out to deal with her, they're going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. We, we, you know, she's, she's sort of the one wronged here, you know, now, now they have a moral dilemma. Do we, how, do you know, what do we do to how, what are we willing to do to stop her? Even though we know that the town was at fault for what they did to her, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so that's cool. no, no clear cut. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, I love, the, I love a, those a victim. That's turned to rage. Yeah. Love it. Matt's uh, educating the chat on how yeah, to move. We were talking about <laughs> moving in the chat. Sorry. <laughs> dude, actually, no, I learned something. Someone said, someone said, never put books, never pack books in a big box. And I'm like, dude, that makes so much sense. Yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's uh, the first time I moved when I didn't know any better. I just, I had so many books and I was like, oh, I'll just put them in a huge box. And it's like, oh, I can't yeah. pick this up. <laughs> this, this is 400 pounds of books. Oh, that's right. I'm not a giant. That's right. Yeah, exactly. No, I love, uh, Nick back had in... a great idea where you take, take a rolling suitcase and put all your books in there so you can just roll them. That's so smart. You know what works really good for books are those white file boxes. You know, oh, they have yeah. handles on the side. Yeah, they're not too huge, but they've got the handles and they've got yeah. that good solid yeah, cover. I don't know if you can see them, but <clears throat> next to my door in my office, oh, you can't see them. But there's a ton of file boxes over there filled with all my RPG I, books right now. So yeah, I, I haven't moved in a while, but that I, I swear by those removing books. Yeah, for sure. They're also nice and square. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. Perfect. <laughs> keep, keep rolling low on this. We're just going down the list. Uh, Gabe asks a mountain of ancient history, nature bound. What keeps the world alive? A mountain of ancient history, nature bound. What keeps the world alive? What do you what? I'm one, what do you guys think he means by that? Well, I'm thinking. I miss. I guess the mountain is some sort of linchpin to the to the world. Mm -hmm. um, okay. What keeps it? You know, keeps it functioning. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, okay, I got some great ideas. I hope I go first. Oh, anyway. Yeah, exactly. I love that avalanche <laughs> feeling, man. I love that. Oh, man. Okay, I hope we got so, it right, too, because it would be disappointing if we get it wrong. I was so afraid I was going to go first again. Alex, you're first. All right. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so the, the, this, this mountain is the oldest uh, piece of land in, the, in, this, in this world. Uh, it is, uh, and, it, and it is, in fact, the hub of, of, of everything from... Um, uh, from the land itself, the 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 geology, the um, how the land is formed to the life that exists upon it, and at the top of this thing is is this. Um, it, it looks almost like a natural extension out of the rock, but it's a, um, uh, but it's it's almost this 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 strange tower like structure at 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 the peak, and uh, um, that is uh, that is where all of this sort of reality so it comes together awesome tower structure at the very top yeah cool all right i'm one through three matt you're four through six i rolled a one uh the I, i'm gonna say that the magic in the world actually uh exists in the sky and this tower is bringing the magic downward into itself almost like mm. imagine minus morgul in the return of the king when it's like uh, yeah. just drawing that green light right and it's always bringing it down and then that energy is placed into this mountain, right? That is channeling it like star killer base into the world. <laughs> and that magic is making the clouds form and the rain fall and the, er, and the world grow. So nice. why this thing was built or how it was constructed, uh, perhaps we'll leave that up to whoever's next in the dice, <laughs> you know, I don't know. know. Oh, hold on. It, it tilted. It landed at half of my mouse pad. I got to roll it again. Uh, that's you, Matt. <laughs> wow, I'm so happy. Um, so I think that this this tower is called the Ley Line, 
and it is sort of the the greatest honor that a magic user can receive um, is being the um, like the the keeper of this tower, and it's almost like being in charge of a lighthouse. You live there. There's not a ton of work to do, but occasionally you go up and you clean and you and you just make sure everything's running correctly. And so I imagine it's like it's this big honor to be taking care of the ley line, mm-hmm. but um, it's sort of a boring job. And I imagine like the the player characters going up to visit the ley line for whatever reason, and they get there, and there's just this old man like out just like trimming the hedges, just like, oh hey, I don't get many visitors all the way up here, and they're like, oh yeah, this it's the ley line. Um, you know. Can, let's go check it out. And he's like, yeah, sure. There's not much to see. And it's just, it's basically just a big magical lighthouse <laughs> that draws magic down. He's like, it pretty much does it on its own. There's not a whole lot that I do. I just it's make like, sure that nothing goes wrong. It's like when the elementary school janitor shows the, the, the six-year-old, the janitor closet. Yeah. Like, he's like, this is a sawdust oh, that I put down when someone pukes. Uh, just, there's so many buckets. <laughs> it's amazing. Like blue oh, stuff. I, I spray this on tables after lunch. <laughs> I, uh, a long time ago, I had a world that was created by like 12 sorcerers as in order to like save their planet from destruction. And I always imagined that they did it in this sort of way where they channel the energy into a world to power it like, mm. um, like solar energy or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that might be a cool route that people take. That's a, a yeah. really cool idea. That's awesome. Uh, the one I want to, we're going to break the rules here a little bit like we never do, and we're going to go with uh, Amanda B's new unique MacGuffins, because I think it'd be cool if we went around the digital table four times and uh, just each come up with a random item that should be sought, that, that could be sought out by uh, adventurers and perhaps some sort of uh, conflict. Yeah, I love that. All right. This is where the big guns. This is why we get paid so much. <laughs> this is why people pay us. Wait, we so much money to do podcast. Don't, Mark, here we go. Say that in front of Alex. He doesn't know. Oh, oh! I've been siphoning it away from Alex's yurt <laughs> using the ley line. Dead end. All right, six. That's a mat. So unique MacGuffins, and we're each just coming up with one and then moving on. Sure. Is that the idea? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this MacGuffin is a, um, uh, it's a dragon's claw that is inscribed with draconic runes that when, um, when placed with the other claws from the same dragon spells out some sort of prophecy. And so it's the one, it's one of like what five or six? How many claws do dragons have? I don't even know, but um, it's it's one of uh, a, a number of dragon claws. And when you put them all together, it spells out this very important prophecy uh, for the fate of the world. Awesome, very cool. Uh, next is Alex. Okay, so uh, this MacGuffin is a silver mirror about uh, six inches tall and about four inches wide, so it's kind of an oval. <clears throat> and uh, uh, when, you look, when you look into this mirror, uh, it, will re- it will reflect um, uh, uh, certain uh, types of magic. Um, and so it will, uh, um, uh, let's, let's say it'll, 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 see, it'll see through any illusion. 
and <clears throat> it's needed to go through this particular set of caves that have extremely powerful illusions in them um, that allow you to sort of navigate through. But you know, you have to you have to be able to use this mirror to, in order to see sort of where you're going um, cool. uh, to get through. It reminds me of um, oh my gosh, Clash of the Titans. Uh, specifically the older one where he's looking through I mean, oh in the shield yeah 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 but i imagine someone would do say yeah action. um uh so my idea is a quill it's a special quill that we, was used to sign a, a treaty that ended a great war a great civil war and the side that lost it is said that uh the quill was uh enchanted with this amazing ability to uh if you know, if we can't emotionally, if we can't politically secede from this uh, other larger power, then uh, we can do so physically. And so the quill is said to, when driven into the ground, separate the two countries physically across a chasm of hundreds of miles. And uh, these characters need to pick it up quickly before it gets into the wrong hands. Oh, Matt. Okay, so it is a hammer that can create a door in any stone surface. It's a dwarven artifact, and um, it has dwarven runes on it that say, um, when there is no way, I make one, or something like that. And you just hammer it on the wall, and it instantly creates a perfect <laughs> door in the wall. And then you can walk through, and then the door goes and creates a solid stone surface again. Oh, nice. Cool. Oh, and the reason why that's important and cool <laughs> is because it got in the hands of, like, a rogue who's, like, not not a very good thief, but he's, like, stolen, <laughs> like, just, like, tons of stuff from all of these nobles. <clears throat> and it's because he's just walking outside of their house and just hitting the hammer on the side of their house, walking mm -hmm. in, and then walking out with their stuff. That's awesome. I, uh, I I imagine that the no uh, the thief has gained some notoriety in the thieves guild, and so like all the people are just all up on this guy, like, "Hey, you're so amazing!" And he's like, "Yeah," <laughs> but then once the hammer's taken away, he's given a quest or something. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah," he's like, ah, like a I'm actually not very good at this." Curb <laughs> your enthusiasm episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually I can't do it Thursday. I can't rob that house on Thursday. Oh. <laughs> my my shoulder's been bothering me. <laughs> All right, Alex. Okay, so uh, this 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 MacGuffin is something that is 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 a quest item. They're going for this. It it is an iron uh, box with with the 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 head of a dead king in it with a with a with a, with a, uh, a crown. Now this crown will allow the king to uh, not only rule but against uh, essentially see all across his kingdom and to command his armies from a distance. That sort of thing. It's a very powerful relic on the on the head of this king's head. <clears throat> now there, the, the, there are others going to get this thing to get this crown because everyone wants this crown. But what the party is doing, they're the only ones who know this, is that the reason the king was dead and the reason his head was preserved is because there was a great plague that swept through this this ancient kingdom, and and this this plague was unstoppable. Uh, no magic, no no uh, herbs, nothing could cure it. It wiped out millions and millions, and. The, the head still contains this plague. So if the box is opened, this plague will be released in, you know, onto the world again, if they don't stop it. Awesome. Wow. I love, I love plagues. 
That's like my favorite thing, yeah. I think, for uh, if we're talking a global like <clears throat> uh, thing on the climactic scale uh, mm -hmm. or massive scale that's just going to destroy everything. Like that to me is uh, <laughs> the best one is plague or blight <laughs> or something like that. That's, that's going to be a Barker meme soon. Just your face with a quote of the that I like plagues. <laughs> no, it's going to, no, it's going to be me with messy hair. <laughs> plagues right there on the bottom. That's, that's what it's going to be. There you go. It's uh, okay. So I think Internet, get on I, that. Is it my turn? I've lost track. Uh, I think it is. Yes, it is. So, and I think I think we should after this go to another one. Yeah. If you guys are interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, uh, so, oh man. Okay. So I didn't think about the idea first, uh, like a smart person. So I'm gonna just come up with this idea right now by looking around my room. So I see a sword. So let's make it stereotypical. Uh, it's gonna be a sword, but it's gonna um, be an item that is of very rare value because it is currently being held in a museum, uh, specifically uh, in a museum that was burned down 1,000 years ago. And your team must utilize time travel to travel to the moment where it's, the fire happened and mm -hmm. preserve this great item because it's actually going to put an end to a war. Nice. That's my MacGuffin, ancient like sword. Um, all right, next one. I'm going to roll this D8 run through these just to make sure we can get as many as possible. Um, wait, one hey, we, do, we, we do good on time. That's true. Well, I, I mean, we we got about 22 more minutes, which isn't bad because Matt and I have an ABTAB panel at 1 Eastern. Yeah, dude, I'm, we're, 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 we have discussion panel we're, uh, bang, bang, Barker. We're going right from one immediately <laughs> to the other. Bang. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to feel the same way, too, after, like, a food bang, bang, when you eat two meals. Yep, exactly. <laughs> the bang, bang. I'm going to feel ashamed at the end of Brigade Con. All right, I think we should do uh, what Michael H. suggests and create a Warlock Pact Fae slash Fiend. My guess is Matt Click's brain just ignited. Like, if he was on, like, a CT scan, you would have seen it light up. <laughs> Wait, what was it? A fiend or what? A fae. Fae or fiend, create. Oh, a okay, yeah. I have, <laughs> if, you go to, if you go to my channel, Fistful of Dice, there's videos on both of those types of monsters. <laughs> no, no, well, it's a pact, right? Uh, warlock pact. Well, it says create a warlock pact fae slash fiend. So right, I so, think we're creating the fae, the fiend, or well, no? Well, fiend or fae. Yeah. It, well, uh, yeah. A warlock pact is yeah. What whatever they get, whatever they join. Yeah, we're 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 creating whatever creature is giving the warlock the their powers. Right. Yeah. So yeah. and war, warlock's like my favorite class in fifth edition. I'm so into this. Awesome. And the first one goes to Alex. All right. Son of a bitch. Son of a beast. <laughs> so the uh, uh, I tell you what, I'll, I'll try. I'll try and save the best, the best, the best bits for you, Matt. So what? What the way it starts out is this. 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 Uh, his. His origin stories basically is this um uh this wanderer finds um uh this, this this cave that he's drawn into one night um through whispers and inside he finds a uh this extremely symmetrical oval you know kind of oval uh, uh stone and etched on it <clears throat> is um uh is a series of lines that sort of uh, radiate out from the center, and in the, and in the center is a is a is a small hole that uh, that goes all the way through. So that's how that's how he sort of connects with this whatever this being is. So I'll I'll give you that. So is it is it a stone tablet? 
No, no, it's, it's just a little oval stone, you know, maybe about uh, six or seven inches in diameter. Okay. Um, uh, it's a, I'll say it's actually kind of circular, but uh, from the side, it's oval. So it's kind of, you know, more, I don't know, I don't know what shape that would be, kind of like a, uh, kind of like a torus, but um, okay. with, with a little hole in the center and, and these, these sort of consecutive uh, circles carved into it, radiating out almost like a little, you know, like a, like a wave pattern. Awesome. Okay. Very cool. Next is me. Okay. So the next thing that I'm going to come, I'm just kidding. It's actually you, Matt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, it's early, so I didn't know if you'd catch on, but I'm like, I'm going to, I was like, for a moment, I was just going to keep going between me and Alex and just see how long we can do it. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't wait to get in here. Um, Come on, man. <clears throat> I think that um, this, this patron of this pact is, it is a fey entity. Um, and I'm not sure what its name is, but I know what it looks like. It looks like a, um, a bearded, like middle-aged man, brown hair with gray in it. Um, and his upper half is like a very uh, like muscular human man, maybe elven man with like kind of pointed ears. But his bottom half is a, uh, a large, powerful stag. And he has antlers coming out of the top of his head as well. So he's, he's sort of like a centaur-esque creature, but with a stag body instead of a horse body. And I think that he has um, all of his followers are satyrs um, and uh, uh, he sort of controls like a, a thicket in the Feywild uh, where he sort of holds court. That's awesome. <clears throat> okay, that's me. I imagine that this person is a double agent. I imagine that this person is actually uh, has ties with the Shadowfell and that this person knows that every single satyr that uh, comes under control of their, uh, becomes part of their following is replicated in the Shadowfell as this evil, like demonic uh, uh, creature. And so this person is just trying to uh, channel uh, magic and power through people in order to continue growing their forces, knowing that uh, at the end of the day, when they're, they're finally, soon the, this person, this being, this entity will be ready to uh, actually switch over to Fiend and um, uh, invade, you know, the Feywild with their new army in the Shadowfell. Or no, that's probably silly. Uh, invade uh, some sort of location in the Shadowfell with this new army and seize control of I like Castle that, Ravenloft or something. That's cool. Very cool. <clears throat> cool. All right. Let's go down. I keep forgetting to roll the D4. All right. Four. Uh, we are going to create one, two, three, and four. Can you do an idea about modern about a modern magic setting that doesn't feel like one of the established TV versions? Let's make up some Harbinger stuff. <laughs> no, no, that's not that's not that's futuristic. Modern magic. Oh, boy. So I'm feeling like Dresden mm -hmm. Files and such. Yeah, yeah. like like a Dre like oh. urban fantasy kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. But we can't. But we can't use anything established. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. So the first thing I did was use something established to, to compare it to. Yeah, uh, first <laughs> well, up is going it. to be, oh, no, that's me, and I don't know what I want to say. Did either of you have any good ideas immediately? If not, I'll... No, I want to... I want to. Yeah. I, I actually, Barker, you had an awesome idea for a game a while back that you wanted to run that was... It was like bank heist parkour wizards. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. We're going to run it using fate. Maybe we should do something like that. 
I'd I'd be totally down with that. Yeah, I like the idea of uh, a modern day like Ocean's Eleven, but you have magic Mm. users, um, and it's like episodic, like serial thing, like different heists, different things that they're trying to do. But it plays out like Spycraft. I don't know if you remember that old like game that's Mm. basically Mission Impossible in an RPG form. Um, I always I I like that idea, and that's what I'm going to go with. You know, it's it's not like a serial like a law and order type of thing like the Dresden Files tries to be. It's more of an episodic series of heists that the characters go on and utilize their magical abilities in and guns in a modern setting to avoid uh, the police or the law enforcement or whoever's trying to stop them from stealing whatever it is they're trying to steal. So thank you, Matt. That's awesome. That'll be my idea. Uh, cool. And now it's Matt's turn. Um, so do we want to build on that idea or do you want me to come up with something else? I think we should build on that. I think we should, yeah. uh, well, cool. personally, it's up to you guys. Yeah, no, I want to build on it. Um, so um, I think that uh, there's a member on the team for every, like, different type or school of magic. And you can you can sort of use whatever sort of magic system you want, but there's someone who's really good at illusions and someone who's really good at, like, destructive magic and someone who's really good at, like, manipulating space and time and can, like, teleport and things like that. And none of them on their own can do the things that they are doing, but they have to work together very Ocean's Eleven style, like you said, Barker, and they have to like coordinate perfectly to pull off these crazy heists because I think that in this world, magic is rare, but known. And so there are magical protections on like bank vaults and stuff. And so you have to be able to contend with that sort of thing if you're going to pull off a heist like this. Yeah. You know, modern is a cool idea, but I like the idea of, you know, if it were like 1983 setting. So it's not, Ooh, so you don't have like, because someone mentioned Shadowrun. There's no cybernetics or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Just, no, or I even love that. If it was, it, you could do like a super awesome, like really flavored, like period, like the, like the mid eighties and have everyone yeah. like wearing like fluorescent, like it'd just be <laughs> yeah. awesome. And the yeah. soundtrack, you could, if you were running it, you could play just like an awesome 80s playlist while you're Pretty playing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. man, exactly. That'd be super. Or I was thinking like Deadlands, Wild West, like Butch um, Cassidy in the that 70s. That would be cool, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Robin, Robin the Wild West uh, bank vault. Yep. And Alex, it's your turn. <clears throat> All right. We're going to say that, the, that, these, uh, that these guys are, are, are hundreds of years old. That they're uh, they're not they're not contemporary that or they 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 weren't they weren't born in this era that they're that they're currently operating in they've they've changed over time you know and uh, you know at one time maybe they were in the West and maybe at one time they were uh, they were pirates or you know you know you go back even further they were they 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 survived the witch hunts you know uh, through the use of their magic so these 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 are are are, are old, these these wizards have been around a while. <clears throat> And uh, um, let me think. Reminds me, have you ever seen Interview with the Vampire? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. A really, really great movie. But one of my favorite parts that reminds me of a scene where they they travel to Europe and they meet the vampires there who are way older than the vampires. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that like whole change of um in in uh, perspective really right. reminded me of that. That's good. Yeah, so we we can actually say that there, that there are these enclaves of of wizards around, but they they are all drawn to each other, like you said that uh, their their power is shared, and so um, they, they 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 kind of they're compelled to go to to collect together, and so each each one you know can even be called like a coven, and and that's and that's sort of where the name came from. All of these groups have sort of sort of form on their own, and they're older groups and newer groups, and they. Uh, 
they're they're all essentially trying to trying to survive in the modern world through various means. Um, whether they're you know like in this case, robbing you know they're they're bank robbers. They they've decided to steal from the rich and and maybe maybe if you want to make them a little nicer, give they give to the poor. They uh you know they help out you know with with that sort yeah. of thing. Um, uh, but 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 I I, I want to add something. I, I keep feeling like there should be some kind of um some kind of safety valve on it, some kind of meta safety valve, so that the so that the average person doesn't notice them. Um, you know, it, yeah. uh, like uh, you know, like maybe some people can't perceive magic, or it, it it's it does something to their memory when it happens that it they 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 have trouble yeah. creating a memory of it, that sort of thing. <clears throat> You know, you just, can just, always just, back. Just, I was going to say some TV no, shows. Say, oh no, you go <laughs> ahead. You go ahead first. <laughs> no, I was going to say just, just just sort of explain why there no one knows about them. You know, because obviously in a game, people are going to be doing some extraordinary things in public, and so you know, why why doesn't why don't people just believe it? Because you know, so many have seen them. Yeah, I, it reminds me of a conversation that's happened in the Dresden Files, as well as a lot of different fictions where it's like if magic exists why don't people believe it and then you they a lot of them fall back on yeah. listen human beings will find a reason to explain anything if they see something unnatural <laughs> they'll persuade themselves it wasn't magic so i i always right. like that idea right. at the very least yeah super cool i love it it's like what's that movie about the magicians that kind of sucks we, it's kind of like that but doesn't suck the magicians that like steal money what's that heist movie it's got oh it uh lex luther in it if it's now you now you see I me. I can't believe or, I just said that. Now you see me. I just, now you see me. Can we, I can't I, believe I just I, said that. I want to do a quick aside there. here. I want to do a quick aside here <laughs> and talk about. There is a sequel to Now You See Me called Now You See Me Two. Why is the sequel not called Now You Don't? <laughs> I know. Called Now You See. I know. That, yeah. called Now You Don't. What, who, who was working at that movie studio who didn't think of that? Fire that marketing person. <laughs> yeah, fire him. My God. Zero. We don't have time for three strikes in this industry. Get him out of here. Now you see me too. Gosh. Um, okay, so the, I don't know, final thing. Let's, what do you guys want to make up, you know, for our last thing that we go around on? What do you guys want to create? Is anything inspiring you? <laughs> hmm. We could we could create uh, uh, an idea. We could create our next excuse for why our episode is late. <laughs> All right. So first up is going to be Alex. Go ahead. You start it. Oh, our next our excuse. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, uh, what happened was uh, Barker was on his way home, uh, driving as he as he as he normally does. And he stopped by the side of the road because there was a car broken down, and there was a, there, there's this older woman out there. She 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 looked like she was kind of struggling. She was desperately trying to change her own tire, but you know she could tell she was kind of she was kind of struggling and she was having a hard time with it. And 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 he's watching the, this this big old uh, uh, you know caddy sort of teetering on this little tiny you know uh, jack that's just like pivoting back and forth, and she's like trying to you know jerk the lug wrench and and, and take off the tire. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. All right. Cool. So, Matt, you're next. Dang it. So, the reason why uh, we were late is because um, I woke up and there was a um, there was a small fire in my bathroom, and when I went to go check it out, 
I saw that the fire was coming out of my toilet. And so there were natural gases escaping from my toilet and it had ignited because there was a candle in there. And so I had to deal with that before I could come down and, uh, and start the thing. Oh gosh. I like that. We're coming up with three different ones. Now I got to come up with Alex's and in, yeah. in my mind, by the way, I've been watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy with my wife. It's a good, don't, yeah, whatever. Anyway. Uh, but there's this, in my mind, I, the, the truck falls on the lady's leg and I have to perform surgery right. while on the phone with a surgeon telling me what to do because it's got to be done well, right now. That's, well, that's what I was thinking. I didn't realize we were going to do individual ones. Otherwise I would have uh, made you. Right no, that's fine. You that no, that's fine. I love that. But I, but I'm going to come up with yours now. All right. Well, I rolled first and then decided I was going to come up with yours. Um, Alex, uh, Alex was running late um, because uh, the, <laughs> the 11 a.m. boar hunt, uh, it's called, he calls it bare hand boar hunt. It's uh, basically a, a group of guys um, 19 of them, in fact, uh, led by a guy named George and Gothnog, uh, great partnership. Uh, their barehand boar hunt went a little bit long uh, because they they found uh, an entire litter of <laughs> of cheetahs, and the cheetahs uh, immediately thrust themselves upon the boars. And Alex Gothnog, Georgie, uh, which is what he calls him, and the other uh, 18 or 17 people uh, got in this massive battle over these boars against these cheetahs. And uh, they all uh, formed into one massive Gothnog Zord at the very end of it um, and fought off the cheetahs individually. And uh, they're all dressed like Power Rangers also. Huh. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> All very uh, valid excuses. Yeah, I mean, I who, who, wouldn't, so who, well. wouldn't, who wouldn't buy that? <laughs> I, I would absolutely buy Matt's. I've been to his place, man. I could see, like, toxic fumes exploding out of the toilet. Especially on Taco Tuesday, man. I'm just like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, um, I mean, we got five minutes left. Yep. So uh, let's... Um, next week, next next episode, we are going to be creating a uh, a map maker. Uh, or it's going to be our next around the town episode yeah. sixty, and we're going to do a cartographer. <laughs> so really yes. quick, let's go around and build. Uh, I I would argue just a cartography or a cartography firm. Uh, really quick for sure. the people. Five minutes that we've got. The first one is Matt. So I think that there's um, several different divisions within this cartographers guild. There are the people who do the mapping and the people who do the um, the sort of uh, surveying, the people who go out and discover new things and uh, bring all the information back for the actual cartographers to you know complete the map. And uh, it'd be a cool idea to um, have the player characters potentially be the people in charge of going out and surveying and bringing back these different locations and uh, natural landmarks to the people drawing the maps. That's awesome. That's really cool. Really good idea to have an adventurer's guild kind of centered around that, the, the map makers. Alex. Cool. So when they go out on, the, on, these, on these adventures to, to survey an area, they are given these, these, uh, these magical glass orbs that is suspended by a chain. And what they have to do is they have to perform a ritual in, in each area uh, to sort of, uh, it, it's, it's almost sort of like takes a read of the land uh, in the area and, and records it onto this, um, uh, on in, into, into this crystal, which when brought back to the, uh, 
uh, to the cartographer, uh, he has like a, a lamp that he, a special lamp that he uses that he sits this in a little, you know, holder for it. And it casts the, the landscape onto the, uh, onto a wall so they can, so they can see, um, they can see it exactly and, and, and awesome. copy it almost directly from, you know, what the crystal saw. That's, That's really neat. Cool. I love that. That's awesome. I will finish it up by saying that, uh, this cartography firm is called uh, Reginalds, and it recently recently got a very big check from uh, whichever government it exists in, uh, because they have found a way to take this, you know, map, right? This, you know, this ritual that creates this location <laughs> and use it from a distance on certain buildings and be able to project it immediately in the field by a sorcerer in front of whatever squad of troops you have. So you can have on like current battlefield mm. readings, seeing everyone move around the site in real time um, using this magic. So, uh, um, so, so the front, the firm has been hired with this upcoming war that's, that's, that's brewing in there. Yes. Now, now, now the, now the, now they have to go into the field and actually like, risk their lives where they're before they were only just like, you know, going to these camping trips and picnicking and, you know, let's take the reading and we'll go home, you know? Yeah, and it's exactly. Very pleasant. Now it's like, uh, we're sitting into the battlefield here. You, you need to go on. You need to be near the front lines when you, when you use this. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the campaign should be called the small price for money or the small right, price right. to pay for gold or something <laughs> like right. as ironically, because, you know, they all got big paychecks, but now, Oh crap! You know we're getting shot at every day, and we're just trying to read these maps. I I would love to play that next brigade. That, that, that that would be cool. Start off with with the characters being rich, basically. You know they're they're rich. Yep. You know they're wealthy. They're they're established. They're they're great cartographers. They know everything about cartography, but now they're being sent off as adventurers, and so maybe you know it could even be a first level campaign. They just happen to have all this expertise in mapping. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So nice. Um, uh, really quick, we have a couple minutes. Someone in the chat just asked, what exactly does crunchy mean? And because I've been there, I'll just quick, uh, the more mechanics and, and numbers mm -hmm. uh, used in a gaming system, uh, the more crunch it is said to have. So a lot more looser, freeform games have less crunch, while you know a, games with a lot of different books, with a lot of different rules, with a lot of different die rolls have more crunch. So. Yeah. But on that note... We are about to close it out on time, and Matt and I are going to run. Uh, we're going to jump on an airplane to fly to Florida to meet with the AbCab guys <laughs> in 15 minutes. Getting on but, one of those light speed uh, jetliners. Yeah, one of those really quick ones. Yeah, the light speed jetliner would would fly us way past Florida, Matt. Yeah, we'd, be, we'd be like, oh man, we're at the moon. Oh, oh what we didn't mean to do that. <laughs> and you and you, would get, and, you, and you would get there before you left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to uh, Brigade Con 2016, our roll-up-and-die ideas you can steal. <laughs> Lastly, the purpose of Brigade Con is to donate to Child's Play. You see that donate link uh, right next to the video. Please hit it. Uh, this is ideas you can pay what you want for. Just pay what you want for them and give it with that money to the kids. Um, thank you all very much for tuning in. My name is Barker. And my name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice. And my name is Alex, a.k.a. Captain Gothnog. All right, so Matt, I want you to start talking about some rubbish. This is a bad idea. Uh, you're just going to talk about whatever, and then you're going to pause for three seconds. You're going to say a random word, okay? Okay, all right. <laughs> so I went to the store yesterday, and it was super, super crowded. And I was wondering why it was so crowded and what they were selling. Oh. It was, 
This show has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2016. It is owned by all three of the primary hosts. The games, movies, and other super awesome properties mentioned in this show are the property of their respective owners. Stealing sucks. You can find all three of the primary hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt is at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Barker is at youtube.com slash be a better game master. And both of their work can be found at absolutetabletop.com. Captain Gothnog is at youtube.com slash Captain Gothnog. And his work can be found on DriveThruRPG via Critical Hit Publishing. Listeners are free to use this show in any way, shape, or form as long as credit is provided to the Roll Up and Die RPG podcast. Look for other releases of the show on Facebook.com slash RollUpAndDie, iTunes, and RollUpAndDie.Podbean.com. Have a fantastic day, and as always, happy gaming.